people you love, play five songs they love and tell you why. One of the biggest and best voices in Australia is Emma Donovan's. But if I don't get up now every day and sing and chat and talk of love. As a little kid, Emma got a heap of practicing with her family band. The Donovans were a legendary country group, and whether her uncles were pushing her to the front of the stage to sing, or her mum was plopping her in front of crowds at Tamworth Talent Quests, her soulful voice was honed over years of family support and self-belief. Emma would go on to form the Stiff Gins. She'd release solo records, join the Black Arm Band, then collaborate with Melbourne's soul outfit, The Putbacks. Through it all, her love of music and family has guided her. So I asked this proud Yamachi and Gumbanya woman to share her family tree across five songs. Before we got into her brilliant selections, we spoke a bit about those early days and the music that filled the Donovan household. That all the uncles played, mum, mum and, you know, her, her mum and dad played. So this is all on mum's side, the Gumbanga side. I'm actually Gumbanga and Dungari on mum's side. So my, my grandmother, she was a Dungari woman from Mount Kempsey, Burnt Bridge Mission, all her mob was from. And then she she married into a Gumbanga family just not far from Kempsey, over in Barrowville, which is where my grand, which is where Pop was from. And, um, yeah, I was just a big spoiled, you know. I was, I, was, I was on my only grandkid for like two years. And um, I got every, I got all the all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> was music a big part of that? Like, did your parents, you know, share records yeah. and give you instruments and stuff like that? I feel like I got the country music from my mum because she was, you know, the the Tammy Wynette, you know, Loretta Lynn listener, all the old country songs. Well, I was born to call and then. My dad, he he kind of introduced me to well, Blackfellow music, really. He he introduced me to all of you know, no fixed address. But he had this massive um blues collection, and he had like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Quite the upbringing. <laughs> and your mum, I mean, your, it was your grandparents on your mum's side who really were a huge musical inspiration for the yeah. whole family, weren't they? They Did they yeah, meet everyone. Th- Did they meet through music? Is that how they first got together, your grandparents on your mum's side? don't know how they met. I mean, there's a bit of a yarn that, you know, they met through the other brother and because there's two grandfathers who married two grand, um, gra- yeah, grandmothers. Like there's a, it's a massive, there's a massive clan. I don't know what music, if music had anything to do with it, but I know that, yeah, the grandparents that did end up the musical were the musical ones, you know, like maybe it brought them closer, I don't know, but they were amazing singers. Like I'm working on a little project now just with the family, with mum's brothers actually, and some of the cousins that sing. And we just, yeah, we've been looking at some of pop songs that he wrote in the 70s and... Yeah, they're all beautiful country gospel songs. Everyone knows you wear a rainbow and rose Before you came into my life I bought you burnt things and I bought a wedding ring And asked you would you be my wife 
that you'd have known You'd not settle down Cause you are the wandering kind When you woke out on me I thought I was free But I can't get you out of my mind I want to go back a little bit to the start of Emma Donovan's life because you, as a little kid, played with the Donovans, pretty legendary country band, which was made up of your mum, your uncles. Uh, was, was your grandpa involved in that as well? Like, who were the Donovans? So the, the uncles really took the name on the Donovans. Um, it was There was three brothers from mum's family. There's five all up. Um, they can all sing, but three of them kind of, you know, formed this band called the Donovans and, um, yeah, can sing that many country songs and mainly do a lot of the covers um but also sang a lot of pop sold songs and um yeah i'm, I'm used to sing with them a lot I, I guess that's where i kind of learned how to do harmonies and stuff you know learn how to jump on or find a harmony and you know pick ones i guess how old were you when you started singing <laughs> with the donovans the look they were the kind of uncles they always had gigs and then i'd you know if it was in a club or, or bistro or somewhere you know, I'd be I'd be coming along with mum and they'd be like, come on, niece, get up and do do a song with us. So that would have happened when I was about, you know, um, eight or nine or something like that. But I, I remember singing with my grandfather when I was really young and all of the songs that he wrote. Cochini lady, so far from home, you are. Star on your own, shine bright, shine bright, shine bright. You're not alone. First choice we have is from another legend who came from an incredible family band. Mavis Staples is the first choice. Will the circle be unbroken? How does this fit into your family tree? Why did you choose this song, Emma? Well, I chose the um this version because you know I've um yeah we did a we did a really special gig a while back um me and the putbacks when Mavis just before the lockdown um we opened for her at the zoo yeah. um in Melbourne so yeah I didn't really grow up on this version of of um Circle Bound Broken I just knew this song so going back to uh, Nen and Pop you know singing they. They sang a lot for the community and, and um, back in the day, long before probably even my, my mum and her brothers came along, yeah, they would sing for like, um, we're, we're kind of known to as, you know, doing a lot of funerals, um, the Donovans, you know, do, singing at mob's funerals and, um, you know, any benefit or any way that mob needed to raise money, you know, it was always my grandparents that were kind of there, you know, putting on, they used to say do, you know, putting on old do or show. Um, and the yarns that I used to hear is that, you know, my grandfather played lots of instrumentals too, so he'd have this band and then and then and him would sing and my and my mother would sing and, and her brothers, but um, they had these old do's where mobs would just go and dance and that would be money that they'd be fundraising for health, even for funerals or, you know, for anybody in the community. Pop used to always have this thing of, you know, finishing with this song. It's kind of like if we, if the Donovans are doing a gig or playing anywhere, they're always in this song. But I didn't know this actual version until probably later. When you performed with Mavis at the start of this year, did you get to meet her? She's such a little pocket rocket. <laughs> I did. I I um I didn't meet her for the gig that we did at at Melbourne, but um 
I was lucky that I was um, supporting a friend down at uh, WOMAD the next day for Adelaide and I, I chased her down <laughs> for a picture. Love it. <laughs> she was just cruised away like she you know I was too slow I was too busy watching her at the front and I was like oh I don't you know I didn't want to hang around backstage I want to see her from the very front so I, I went to go look for her after after her set she'd already done her dash you know she, she don't hang around long so close but yes the front She's of the stage lady now. She, yeah. she obviously <laughs> hasn't slowed her down at all I was standing by my window it was on a cold and cloudy day I said when I saw the hers come rolling or to carry mama her away will the circle be unbroken by and by Lord by by and by this is my grandfather Mick O'Donovan doing the promised land. When my journey from life is ended in a land far away Where the sun shines down so brightly And the skies are never grey The clover fields are blooming And the beach has golden sand that's the place we'll meet someday And it's called The Promised Man Tell us about this beautiful song from your granddad. Oh. If we're talking about family oh, trees, geez. this is the most literal, isn't it? I, I, I pretty much just, hold, like I've got the biggest lump in my throat. I, I would never think that my grandfather's song was ever going to be played on, you know, on anything like Double J or anywhere because, I mean, if you listen to that recording, I think it would have been some, you know, an, an older man with, you know, just pressing the record and, you know, on the cassette, you know, pressing the record and the play button that you would have done back in the day. Um, that's a really old recording and I've really, uh, I've tried really hard now in, you know, these last few years to um, to look for more of my grandfather's recordings. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit upset, but... um. Yeah, a lot of that came out of um, me wanting to do that came out of the Mission Songs project when I was a part of that gig with Jessie Lloyd and um, she encouraged me to f- find more of my grandfather's songs and she actually found one song that she she, she um, put on as a part of the um, Mission Songs project called Outcast Halfcast that my grandfather wrote and that's when I found this, this old recording. But, yeah, I'm... Um, Look, this is the oldest song forever. Like I, I would have been singing this song when I was, you know, three or four. All the cousins. It's a song that all of our cousins, you know, sing and learn. Uh, I got, a, I got a three-year-old daughter, um, a three-year-old and a two-year-old, and you know, there's no doubt they know the chorus to this song. <laughs> In the promised land, that's where I'll be with you there by my side. The Singing softly, acting as our guide, will stroll where it's so peaceful, going hand in hand, and we'll know we are at home here in the promised land. Do you sing this out live when you perform? Is this something that makes it into your set as well? 
oh, I've just started playing it with the putbacks. They love it. I, I, you know, I turn around at Tommy on the guitar because, you know, it's a country song and we we do our own version. It's a little bit slower than, you know, it's more half time than what I'd play with, with the family. So we've kind of got our own little version of the, you know, the putbacks version of it too. So that's really, really nice. I don't know how the uncles would feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I know. I'm actually frightened to actually do that do that version around them. Jeez, be, I might get a little growling after. Nah. nah, look, I'm just really happy to share this song. Um, It's, yeah. And it's one too that we, we still today, like when mob, you know, when we have our funerals and we have requests, you know, from families. Like, you know, I've got old aunties saying to me, when I go, babe, you know, <laughs> make sure you sing your grandfather's song for me. <laughs> so it's pretty, yeah. It sounds like music is such a big part, not just of the joyful times in life, but you've mentioned funerals a few times and playing, particularly mm. with the Donovans, as it's a part of the, the end of life mm. and the celebration of a life as well. Yeah, it's that celebration and you know, it's that way now. There's so many of us that sing, like all the uncles, the grandkids, nieces, nephews, uh, extended cousins and aunties. Um, it doesn't matter who's there at that service, you know, they'll get up and sing it. And anyone, you know, everyone will get up and, and sing it for the, for the family, yeah. voice has been connected to so many different sounds you know starting off playing with your family in a country band delving into kind of reggae and soul sounds and then coming into this sort of classic old soul sound with uh, the putbacks and of course playing with the stiff gins as well do you feel as like mm. there's something in you that guides you through all you do no matter what genre it is no matter who you're playing with that there's something is it just the voice is it something intrinsically about you know what you love, what is the heart of what you love about music that goes through all of your projects? Yeah, it's definitely my, the voice, I think, coming out of a family like the Donovans and then, you know, singing with them beautiful stiff jeans, like, you know, meeting them for the first time and writing original music. It was always my, I guess, you know, um, the my vocals that, you know, I just knew that that's all I wanted to do was sing. And so I just... Yeah, it taught me a lot about myself, I guess, and um, taught me a lot about, um, you know, not holding back on certain genres or certain ways, you know, or projects or, or just styles, I guess. Reach for the, reach for the morning star, reach for the You know, I love singing with anyone, you know. I love, I love um, my favourite gig is, I guess, doing backing. I, I, lo I love doing backing gigs and I think that's a, the best thing that I've loved about, you know, writing um, my my own albums and just learning and putting pushing myself and putting myself out there to, 
make sure that I can, you know, write songs around good backing and, and parts and learning all of that for myself. What did you learn from your granddad about writing songs, given that his stories made their way into songs? How, how have your stories made their way into your songs? It's funny, like some of like Pop's old songs, you, you kind of take them a little bit for granted when you're younger. Like now, I just I hold on to them so much. Like I know how important they are for me to continue singing them and also for me to teach my little ones or, you know, any, any of the nieces or nephews. I know, just I've only looked at his songwriting and his lyrics and stuff in the last couple of years. Like I did, I didn't really pay attention, I guess, to 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 his stuff. It was kind of just there, mm. and you know, you're growing up, and you don't think too much about it. You just you just kind of have it. But yeah, like you know, in the last couple of, couple of months now, looking at these lyrics and I, you know, the way that he was written, he's just so simple. He was just so um, very plain, my, my grandfather, and just a simple, honest way of saying something. And, um, and a lot of the a lot of the songwriters that I've been influenced by over the years, like Honey Ruby and Hunter and Uncle Archie, in that same way that their mob was writing, like even when you look back on Mission songs, they just said exactly what they needed to say, mm. and that was it. <laughs> Shut your mouth, keep on giving. Till you just can't give Getting weaker by the night Can't find a reason No reason to leave Ways good with his bad Ways good with his bad But you know it's not even We're going to stick around in that country realm with another absolute legend, the Koori King of Country, in fact, Roger Knox. His take on bridge over troubled water is what you've chosen. How is Roger part of your family tree and this song in particular? I can't smile any harder when I hear that (laughs) name because um, the reason I chose this song, there was this old cassette that my my grandmother had and see, so it goes back to a little bit bit of a yarn. Um, Nan's sister that was married to Pop's brother, <laughs> you know, Nan and Pop stayed in Nambucca up up around Maxville um, on the on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And then that other sister and brother, they moved out western Sydney of New South Wales. So this one cassette, no joke, it used to just go from, you know, mid-north coast back and it used to go to this, you know, two houses. It was like gold. <laughs> The soundtrack. <laughs> it was like gold, and um, and this one cassette was Roger Knox, and and um, he's you know he's he's had so many beautiful um songs. This is from an actual compilation called Corey Classic Classics, which I, I I think is the best. Um, I've got this album because it's got all the classics, you know, and I, I listen to all these old songs. But hey, this. You know, it goes back to all the gospel songs that I was brought up on and mm. oh, I just can't get over this version. It's the best. I mean, I love Aretha Franklin's version. Like I even talk about that being at my funeral, like play that, you know. <laughs> but this is like, is his voice, Uncle Roger Knox. Mm. When you're weary, feeling small, When tears are in your eyes 
It's just, it's so warm, isn't it? It makes you feel like you're home whenever you listen to Roger Knox. It just makes you feel like you're home. Yeah. And I, you know, oh, so when I was, you know, when I started singing, when mum was like, come on, you gotta, you know, mum started pushing me to sing. She knew that I could sing really young. And then she was like taking me to Tamworth every year to the country music festival, getting me all styled up, making me outfits, doing this and that. But the biggest um, Aboriginal family up there in Tamworth around that time was um, the Knox family. They were like the Donovans, you know. Mm. Like there's, um, yeah, biggest biggest mob family. Like same, like Uncle Roger, he, it's the same. Like his kids sing, you know, Uncle Buddy and then all their grandkids sing. It's like like Tamworth version of the Mid-North Coast Donovans. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a TV show in this, Emma. There's got to be some and sort then, of TV show. You know, if you really want to go there, like the Pigrams, you know. Like, yeah, of course. It's all these big families with like, yeah. Anyway, I just love this version. It's one of my favourite songs. Now this next song is Back Home Again and it's been performed by Troy Cassadaly. There's a storm across the valley Clouds are rolling in The afternoon is heavy on your shoulders There's a truck out on the four-lane A mile or more away The whining of the wheels just makes it colder How does he make his way into your family tree, Emma? Oh, look, uh, again, it's another connection from Tamworth, um, days of all them years, our families meeting up up that way with the with the um, Knox families and even the Williams families as far as Alice Springs. That's why us, um, the Donovans, we got a little connection there with all um, Anga Williams and um, Uncle Warren Williams and all of that mob too. But, yeah, and, you know, Troy Casadaly, he's like the... <laughs> He's the king of, you know, he's the, he's um, one of the biggest country legends up there. And he, we always, you know, would see him there. He was actually, he'd always tell us too that his grandmother is Gumbanga, which is the same as my my my, my grandfather. But yeah, I, I chose this song because I just, again, like I don't, I probably heard this version a bit late. Like I didn't, you know, it was obvious that Troy Casadelli was going to, you know, record this song because it's such a well-known, you know, song amongst um, Aboriginal mob and communities and it's kind of some, you know, a song that we're just, yeah. I know that there's a, um, so John Denver would have wrote this song. Mm. Um, Why was it big in Aboriginal communities in particular? Why did it really, you know, strike a chord? The the lyrics and, you know, that whole yarn about going back home again. A lot of mob, you know, we don't really travel that far and if we do, you know, we always go back home. For someone like myself who's, um, I say home is a few places. I say that home for me is Nambucca. I always say that it's that that's my home because of where Nan and Pop were from, but I never always lived there. Um, I always lived in Sydney. And then my connection with my, my dad over in WA, um, more recently, um, you know, Bunbury and Munimaya, you know, they're home. That's home for me too. And it's all the families and that that are still up there that 
make you want to come home. And I suppose the little things, you know, all these little things that, you know, is written in this song. I just, yeah, it's one, it's kind of like a, my little classic <laughs> that I love, the family love to sing. When you're obviously right now, everybody's stuck at, at home, wherever home may be, um, because we can't travel. Certainly if you're playing music, you can't really get out and gig. But when you are usually on the road, when you're touring around and stuff like that, are there certain songs that you listen to to keep you grounded, to remind you of that that sense of place and that sense of home? Look, I was really cl- I was really close to my mum. She, she passed now um, in the last couple of years, actually. But um, just all them trips to Tamworth with her, I, you know, from when I was really young and her kind of pushing me, you know, to, to do what I lo- love, like singing. Um, we listened to so many albums together. So <laughs> I think by the time I was eight or ten, I would have known every, every bloody, Tem, you know, Temi Wynette or Loretta Lynn song. You know, at the time I was like, why is mum playing all these, you know, they're the most hardest broken up or, you know, these songs are crazy. Yeah, I was actually ashamed of them around like all my cousins and that because they didn't like, you know, there were some cousins, they, wow, what are you singing country music for? As I get older now, I think the when I'm travelling and doing gigs, I listen to heaps, heaps of country. I uh, listen to all of them older, older artists like um, Loretta Lynn and Tammy, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she gave you an amazing education from a very young age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you listen to some of them lyrics too, um, same thing, you know, like straight to the point, very honest, especially how they was with their men, you know, they were messing or galanging around, you know, like how they want to write a song. So Stand By Your Man is like a big classic. Sometimes it's hard be a woman Give him all your love to just one man That was the first song I sung with my mum at a wedding and I was about six. What a great and song to when... sing at a wedding as well. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Like, why would you sing that, eh? But I'm telling you, it's like... The worst song you could sing, eh? Stand by your man. But I did it. And there's a there's footage of me doing it. We should put it up. <laughs> Stand by your man and show the world you love him. Keep giving all the love you can. Island Home is the final choice for your take five. Where does Christine fit on your family? Look, train? I really, I really wanted to, I really wanted to um, play the Rarumpi band version or pick it, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to pick Christine Anu um, version, and only because I want to, I want to talk about two things here. Um, one is that I just styling up the styling up album for me when I was what 14. I think it was just before I met Stiff Jeans. I must have been about 16. Um, I, I just, you know, 
I loved Kristen. I know I thought she was probably one of my biggest inspirations. It was her voice. It was everything. There wasn't a lot of um, Aboriginal female artists that are around um, at that time. There was only Rube. She was a lot. She was probably a, a bit older. Um, I think there was Shakaya maybe, or maybe they came after. And then Titters, you know, was it for me. But it was Christine, um, and that's why I thought I'd, yeah, I'd pick this song. And the other reason I wanted to pick Island Home is because of, yeah, what, you know, with Neil Murray and, and Marumpi Band Mob. And also there's a beautiful Yongo version that I learnt later in the Black Arm Band with Yongo Mata uh, version of this song that George Rodumbu or Braduanga sung. So there's so many beautiful versions of it. And I just feel like it's the number one anthem, you know, like it's just, it's everything. Um, up in Nambucca Heads where mum's from, we always, um, there's a place out there called The Island and um, another big request song, you know, from family. If you're not singing one of pop songs, you always sing an island home. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect way to finish. Christine Arnoux's take on Island Home, rounding out a beautiful take five with Emma Donovan. I love that so much. I hope you did too. And and if those stories of family bands made you hungry for more, you should listen to the Casey Chambers take five from last year. On the sibling front, Vicka and Linda did an amazing take five recently too. And Miranda Tapsell's chat from just a few weeks ago reminded me of the importance of place, of country and that deep connection to it. You can find them all right here in the podcast. And if you love The Take 5, let me know. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I love reading them. Next time, another boss is in the house. Acclaimed journalist and massive music nerd, Virginia Trioli is taking five with you. I can't wait. Take five. The Take Five with Zan Rowe. Every week, hear the people you love. Hi, I'm Joan Jett. Hey, this is Nana Cherry, and I'm taking five. Talk about the five songs they love. Hear stories of discovery. And I heard this thing coming out of the speakers. I was like, oh my God, what is that noise? Wow. And the songs that changed how they saw the world. It just affected me deeply. I never knew rap could be that powerful. Join Zan Rowe and Take 5. Life 101 with Kimber and Zan. Pull up a chair. (laughs) Subscribe now.